Hi everyone and welcome to episode 46 of Beyond the ANC. The podcast that should be enjoyed in the same manner that you would enjoy a fine whiskey, a Frank Zappa album, or a visit from a friendly yet anxious ghost. This time on the world's greatest piano pop podcast, we'll be talking about why Hopes and Fears does not need to wear a designer dog jacket. There's debate about whether an EP and a mini album are, in fact, the same damned thing. And we'll be answering your questions about the true homoerotic nature of Tim and Tom's relationship. That's all coming up on today's edition of Beyond the Iron Sea. Since the band became successful, Tim has refused to play any piano that does not have keys made of real ivory. Well, uh, last time we were here, uh, we talked at length about the re-release of Hopes and Fears, and I think, um, despite some of the revisionism by some of the band's harsher critics, um, it's an album that Chris and I both still love, talking for both of us there. Yeah, absolutely, and those 12 songs are definitive in my mind, and, you know, they've quickly pulled together an original compilation that basically any fan could have produced. Um, yeah. It's not really, it doesn't really do it justice, really. No, no. What we would have liked is some more unheard gems from the band's own archives, like maybe, you know, stuff that Tim recorded on his laptop around 2001, 2002. Yeah, that kind of stuff. D- demos, unheard material, sketches of songs that didn't make it, you know, something a bit special. Um, so, um, we, we did that last time. Um, and I think we should make it clear um, that we love the album like a, uh, like a beloved family pet. And this re release is sort of like putting. Um, Putting one of the stupid dog coats on it and uh, putting a Christmas decoration on its collar and uh, wrapping its tail that in tinsel. That doesn't really make sense, though, does it? It's a nice analogy, though. Well, well cheers. Um, I hope that makes how we feel clear. Hopes and fears good. Re-release bad. Yep. But as we are acutely aware, pretty much no one gives a shit what we think. But people do give a shit what Richard Hughes thinks. And we were interested to see that in publishing a photo blog to accompany the re-release, he said... Seeing as the label are re-releasing hopes and fears, I thought I'd dig out a few old photos. Um, was that the guy from, who does the narration on Big Brother? <laughs> Dear 31 in Keen. Um, okay, sorry. Um, okay, I, I, I think that's... <laughs> uh, should we keep that in? Yeah, fuck it, let's keep it in. Um, I think that tells you a lot, and it, it says that the band see this as something that the label are doing, rather than it being something that they chose to do in in the first place. Do you yeah, know I, mean, what I mean, why, why would they choose to do that after five years? Yeah, to be honest, 2004 seems like yesterday to me. Uh, I'm <laughs> in a coma. Well, I'm I'm still I'm still you know 20 in spirit, so yeah. Um, anyway, I was looking forward to seeing how well the re-release did in the charts. Um, when you consider it hasn't been really, you know, it hasn't really been promoted outside of, um, you know, the walled garden of Keane's fans. I, I think if you didn't read KeenMusic.com, you wouldn't have any idea whatsoever, would you? Yeah, nothing in the press, no um, outdoor campaign, uh, no, no, you know, literally no adverts for it. It's It's been so low-key. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did try and find out, actually. We know it didn't break into the top 100, but apart from that, we, we don't really know where it peaked. No, I mean, overall, not a massive success then. Yep, not really, but then again, it's not the band's fault. To be honest, I think, um, what I think Chris and I would advise you to do is rather than going out and buying this re-release, dig out your own old copy of Hopes and Fears and appreciate what made it such an enormous hit in the first place. Yep, turn out the lights, put some candles on. Chris, we're suggesting that they appreciate the album, we're not suggesting undue femininity here. Whatever.
So we've got a little bit of an update now for you on the band's next release. Yeah, we um, we already know a few things about it. Um, it may feature the rappers Kanan and Kanye West. It was recorded in the summer at one of the Maloko studios in London. It may, possibly, feature a recently previewed new track, Sovereign Light Cafe, which is about Tim and Richard's childhood seaside bike rides. And that's about it. Mm. We don't know whether it's going to be an EP or a mini album. And To be honest, we don't really know what the difference between those two is anyway. Yeah, so, so it all comes down to semantics, really. Um, what we do know is that it's going to be accompanied by a small tour in the spring. In all likelihood, probably as well, a, a couple of summer festivals, maybe at the start of the summer. Um, but I know what's for certain is that the band are not going to be touring to the extent that they have done over the past 18 months or so. Sure, this is just sort of to... to Get those new songs out there, I guess. Yeah. So, what else is new then? Right. Um, in the last few weeks, um, Richard has been using his Twitter extensively. Um, start to get addicted to that. Um, and he's talked about the band being involved in mixing the album at the moment. Now, we don't know exactly where it's been mixed, but we think it's probably at a studio somewhere in London rather than anywhere more exotic. I don't think they've gone away on the train no. anywhere this time. I mean, that's mostly been based on the fact that Richard's been um, talking about um, being in London quite a lot, really. Yeah, I saw um, him swanning around Covent Garden the other afternoon. I, I considered going and chasing him, but I thought that you know, gets <laughs> it. Um, actually, speaking of which, um, actually, I, I ran into Richard a few weeks ago, um, but there's not really much to say about that either. That was that was a, a gig in Camden. Um, he does get around, doesn't he? He does. Um, anyway, what I do... Um, what I do know as well, um, well, I should say I, I understand, you know, the way that the BBC understands things. Yes. Um, I understand that the band will be back on duty in March, um, sometime around March anyway, although um, whether that means they're going to be doing shows or just fulfilling um, promotional obligations, um, I don't know, doing interviews and that sort of thing to promote the new um, release, whatever form it takes, um, I don't know for certain. Um I it's can't see these being big arena shows, even if they oh do shows. No, no. Um, if it's if it's a, a live gig, it'll be something low key, maybe probably in London. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, w- whatever we hear, um, we'll um, keep you up to date with it as and when we hear it. Tom has been in training with Blue Square Premier Football Team Eastbourne Borough under the false name Jack Fry. We sort of neglected the mailbox over the past couple of months, but we thought we'd catch up on a few emails that have caught our eye of late. The first one's from Alison in Connecticut. Hey guys, can't wait for the new podcast to come out. I was doing some thinking and was wondering if you thought that Kanye West's outburst at the VMAs when he took the mic out of Taylor Swift's hands and said that she didn't deserve the award would affect the sales of Keane's new album with him on it. I started to worry about the other American fans boycotting it as they have boycotted other Kanye music. That's... A very interesting point, and one I hadn't even considered. I um, mean, me neither. I mean, I can't imagine the boycotting is that has affected Kanye that much. I mean, how no. many country music fans going to love Kanye's? Yeah, I don't imagine. Music. There's not an awful lot of overlap between those sympathetic to, to Taylor Swift and those sympathetic to Kanye West. But mm. I, I can't see how it's going to affect him too much. No, um, I mean, have they officially announced that that Kanye is going to be featuring? Is it 100 percent certain? Well, no. I mean. I think, if anything, I mean, it can only be a good thing. I mean, having somebody high profile on um, on your mini EP or album or mini album or whatever it's going to be can only be good, um, even if he has done some daft things lately. 
I'm just thinking of the people I work with, actually. They can be quite dismissive about Keen. But I think if I, you know, if I mentioned that Kanye guests have done a track, they'd at least want to hear it and, you know, mm. check it out a couple of times just to so they can form their own opinion. Same so, with, with Kanon as well. I think, yeah, so I think this is actually going to potentially bring Keen to a bigger audience, not a smaller audience. So. so, yeah, I think this is this might, you know, this might be something that might affect them amongst a very, very small proportion of their fans in America. But elsewhere, I think it'll only do them good. I don't know who these people are, but if you are very angry, email us. Um, next one from uh, Bella. Shall I try reading this out? Go, go, go ahead. Okay. Do you ever notice how Tim hardly ever looks into the crowd when he's performing? He only ever looks at Tom, and it's like Tom is the only person in the room, and that's all he ever looks at. I guess he's mentioned in the past that he would get too freaked out if he looks into the crowd. I think it's sweet. Uh, I don't really know what to make of that. I, I don't know quite what you're suggesting either. Um, is there something homoerotic about that, Chris, do you think? I think the marriage rumours have already been quashed in that 2005 DVD, weren't they? So. <laughs> um, yeah. No, uh, I guess it's it's one of those things where you're, if you're totally focused on your performance and what's going on on stage, it's it's not particularly relevant to look at the crowd, whereas if you're a frontman, it's your job to engage with the rest of the, you know, with the rest of the room. You know, the other people on stage just have to pump, keep pumping out the music, yeah. um, and make sure they don't fuck up. Because to, to be a bit of a snob, all Tom's got to do is sing. And whereas Tim's playing, uh, Tim's playing like five things at piano once. Piano with his left hand, synth with his right hand, sing backing vocals, and changing the effects with his feet. You know, I mean, he he has it relatively uh, easy, does Tom? Yeah. Uh, Tim, you know, Tim's actually doing the music. Um, Tom's Tom, Tom and Richard are effectively, you know, knocking around elsewhere on the stage. Yeah. So we hope that answers your question there, Bella. <laughs> um, this this one's actually came to us in October, but um, I don't know, it's probably still got some relevance now. Um, and it's from Tim Kennedy. Chris? Have you heard anything about the live digital album? I was one of the many who purchased it online and never received it. It would be nice if that issue could get resolved. I thought with your connections, you might know something. I don't know what are our connections. No, me. But, I mean, if you, if you want to know what's on TV this Christmas, then then I can sort you out with that. That's no problem. Um, no, actually, I can help with this. Um, I think this has already been sorted out. Um, after after Trinity Street um, Direct went bust, and with it um, took down the, the online shop and all that sort of thing, um, a lot of people got caught in the middle, and, and I was one of them. Um, the person you want to speak to is a, a lady called Kerry, who I think has been handling this situation rather well. Um, you should be able to find her on the uh, on the band's official message board in the merchandise bit. There's a big old long thread about this, and I think everybody who hasn't received a live album should now have one. I, I think touch uh, some wood. You don't have any wood in this room, Chris. <laughs> um, there's not even a desk. Um, no, uh, contact um, contact her, and you should be able to get your your live album. And just to recap, this is from people who pre-ordered Perfect Symmetry from from the official site. Um, it was people who bought tickets for the tour back it. in, God, well over a year ago now. Who've probably forgotten that they paid for that extra perk. Yeah. Um, everybody now should have been contacted, I think. But, I mean, it's, it's just the people who pre-ordered it and didn't receive it. That, that's the only people that applies to. Excellent. Um, Next email it comes from our old friend, Gittit. Um, I just got this tweet from Amnesty UK, and it reads... Just got a sneak preview of a single by a very exciting top-secret band being released for Amnesty later in the year. Sorry to tease. Do you think it could be Keen? Perhaps not, but maybe? That's really interesting, actually. It's something Keen fans might not have spotted, but 
you know, Richard's obviously been very, very involved with them uh, yeah. attending their big events and doing a lot of, lot of campaigning on that. And I think we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah. And we were also talking a, a little earlier that uh, every Christmas, Keen like to, you know, whip something out of the bag as a little treat for their fans. We've had early winter. Is that, is that a euphemism? <laughs> There's always a Christmas surprise, isn't there? Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to de- derail that. No, they, they do tend to, the last couple of years, we've had, we did have early winter last year. Mm-hmm. No, not last year, year before last. Um, I can't remember what they did last year. There was something, wasn't there? That, uh, they're quite festive band, really. It was a, so it was a track really, that came out. And so Oh, the year before was the um, a Heart to Hold You. Of course, yeah. No, that was 2004. This is the time I, I, yeah. We don't research this show. We just um, lots of stuff tends to happen around Christmas, so it wouldn't be surprised if something special appeared around Christmas. And I think... Um, you know, uh, something off the new record as a lead single, or they, a taster, you know, spiraling, something like that. I, I don't know. They give um, they give the night sky to Warchild, so giving one to Amnesty wouldn't be surprised. Mm, it wouldn't be out of character by any means. Um, no, thanks. Thanks for sending us that. Get it? Um, it's quite possible. Stay tuned. Um, I guess we'll see. Um, that's um, all the emails that I think we can read out that aren't full of expletives. Um, please keep emailing us. Uh, we do actually read them all. So well, genuinely, we do read them all. Um, the address, Chris, please. Mailbox at beyondtheanc.com. Thank you. So let's round up a few more things. Richard has been pressing ahead with his campaigning with Amnesty International on behalf of Troy Davis, the convicted killer who is battling against a death sentence in the American state of Georgia. Over on this side of the Atlantic, Richard has spoken at a number of events alongside politicians and the convicted man's family, intending to offer solidarity ahead of any further judgments in the case. Yep, you can read more about that issue at the Amnesty International website. Elsewhere, Jesse has been back playing with his other band, The Mets, at a couple of shows in London. Um, Singh is keen of running a reduced schedule for the moment and probably for a little bit of next year. Mm. We're probably going to hear more from Jesse in his own right soon. Yeah, Tom has been quite quiet of late, although he was named recently as one of Q Magazine's Artists of the Century. I don't know what Tim's been up to. I assume he's just been um, enjoying his uh, enjoying his time off. Um, Eating ice creams in the park. That sort of thing, going down to the Sovereign Light Cafe. I imagine so. Um, finally... Um, Chris found something interesting on Spotify earlier for the, the hardcore keen fan. The hardcore German keen fan, that is. We'd advise you, if you've got Spotify, um, look up pop-splits, pop which features this painfully earnest German man discussing the meaning behind She Has No Time in German. And it's a whole album as well as other artists on there. Yeah, loads it's of uh, the Apple Levine and... Uh, it's the great stories of the 20th century. No music, it's just this German guy going on and on about these tracks. It's brilliant. Um, check it out. Marvellous. Richard Hughes still makes terrible coffee. So I think that's all from us for this time, and once again, we're sorry for being away for so long. We do try to get together as often as we can, and we promise that we'll have a few more podcasts up before the end of the year. Now, obviously there's not a lot of new keen news around right now, but... Um, hopefully that's going to change um, over the next uh, couple of months, I think. I think it will. And we've got some other retrospective ideas of our sleeve too. So, um, look out for those um, sometime soon. If you're not following our Twitter yet, you should be. We are Beyond INC on there. Keep emailing us with your questions, queries and love at mailbox at beyondtheinc.com. And that is all from Beyond the INC this time. See you again soon. Cheers. 